When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Welcome to the Newcastle Anatomy. My name is Fergus Craig. I'm joined today by Dave Watson. Hello. And Paul Doolan. Hello. Um, we're in an odd situation today. We record this podcast in... Uh, a building in London, which is sort of some kind of sports marketing company or something. We don't really know. We just turn up and do it. Yeah. And uh, we get given our time by the organisers. And we arrive today uh, with the engineer. And it's just a massive empty office building. <laughs> <laughs> like literally no chairs. We've no... had to borrow chairs from the office next door. It's an <laughs> unbelievable situation. This is... This sort of situation. This is what I'm imagining will happen to John Carver on Monday morning <laughs> when he arrives at SJP or the training ground. There's no cones. Where's yeah. the cones? <laughs> Literally no one there. Everyone's just like, no, nope, we've given up. Yeah. It's very weird because it's normally quite a flash office. Like we've been in before, yeah. and there's been like a PS4 set up. Yeah. With FIFA and TV screens everywhere. And they've got a ping pong table and all this. And now there's wires sticking out of the walls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea. I thought you were just going to leave it at that. that. That was your idea of a flash office. There's a PS4. <laughs> that is quite flash. That is, that is quite flash, yeah. actually, to be fair. Um, so, uh, I, I guess, I mean, normally we would start with the game, uh, the last game, and um, I suppose we will in time. But um, we should just address just where the fuck we've got to. I mean, it's it's very much crunch point now. Yeah. Did yeah. you, Dave? We know you did not expect this. No. No. You didn't think it was going to go to the last day, Paul? Did you think it was going to go to the last day? I thought we'd win at the weekend. Yeah. So no. But then I'd argue that everybody that's been predicting a loss every game. Is doing so more out of like a I don't know like a an explosion of frustration at the situation rather than a carefully considered look weighing up who's like what's the form team here what's the form team there but well, who scores where well okay. look at no 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 look at okay, look at QPR. Yeah. I call it's it an ex- it's an explosion of accuracy yeah. well <laughs> you're like who's the form team there who's the form? rather than a calculated look at who the form team is. The form team is in no situation us. We are bottom of the form table <laughs> and have been for two months. So no, but every yeah, single yeah, game, yeah. the most logical, the most no, logical I, thing to, <laughs> to predict would be that we would lose. No, because the this this like doom has his was predicted like like you say two months ago, where people were looking at the table and where where we weren't then the worst team in the league form wise. We weren't then you know terrible as we are now. At that point, people were still saying, 
we'll not win all get we'll not win for the rest of the season. We're going to go down. We're going to go down as bottom club. You know, Burnley can still get past us and all this. And it's like that's not a rational prediction. Right, fair enough. We're not going to go down as bottom club. Yeah. Burnley aren't going to get past us, but. But predict- beyond that, <laughs> predicting a you loss, are so every- fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they were doom-mongering for a reason, and you'd have to say they were right. Well, and no, they're being proven right every week. But then we picked up, we, we, we beat Aston Villa, and every... No, no, no hear me out. A we, lifetime we, ago. A lifetime ago. We beat Aston Villa, and yet the very next game people were like, oh, well, that's it, that's, that's our one win. And you'd think, well... Going off form. Correct. And then we'll correct. move on to the it's next proven. question. Ah. It's proven correct now, but if you were going off form at that time, our form wasn't as bad as it is now, obviously. It wasn't that bad <laughs> then, and yet people were still like... It's yeah, like, and they were like, right. you, like you, said you have last, lost me no, 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 no. So here. like you said last, last time, you said, um, to meet QPR, oh, it's the worst time possible to meet them. Because um, you said, it, like, sorry, Fergus said it was the worst possible time to meet QPR because they're just there's no pressure and they're just playing for pride and blah blah blah. And you were saying, if like that's the worst thing about supporting a football club because no matter what the situation is, now's the worst time to meet QPR. If they if they'd stay if like they were still in with a shout, people would be saying, oh, it's the worst time to meet QPR. Like no matter what, like QPR could have been taken out back and shot and be a dead club, and people would still have said worst possible time to meet them okay well um and that's what i've been battling against for the last two months okay we'll hold off for just a moment we will return to going deep into the psyche of dave watson (laughs) (laughs) and how he comes up with this bullshit it's probably worth pointing out he is wearing a tinfoil hat and smearing (laughs) shit on the walls at the moment Um, it's not my shit though we literally just got a tweet to the newcastle natter account at newcastle natter from alan dinsdale and he says um, what I think is very appropriate right now. He says, Dave, why when you predict we'll stay up, do we keep sliding towards the drop zone? Are you wrong or just a fucking jinx? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll leave that there for just a moment. Right. Unless you've got an instant response there, Dave. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. Is it not the I option was of... wrong. I'm not wrong. Okay. Can we answer both? Yeah. <laughs> and a fucking jinx. I yeah. mean, we all no are. Luke Benson, yeah. um, long-term listeners of the podcast will know uh, that he was the host of this podcast for a long time. Many of you perhaps stopped listening when that changed. <laughs> but he, uh, but you killed out, him to become the host, didn't you? That's I did works. not, because, Paul, he texted me oh. on uh, Saturday to say, it seems as if since he stopped hosting the podcast, that's when we started losing... Every single game, and he's pretty much right. Yeah. Right, so it's not my fault, it's yours. It's mine, it's yeah. mine. I, I take full responsibility, I'm sorry. As John Carver says, it's the fans' fault. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so does not... that make Luke Benson Alan Pardew in this scenario? In yeah, your I guess John so. Carver? That is exactly what it is, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well. I like Luke. So, um, <laughs> enough about Luke. Uh, so, let's talk about the game. Yay. Um... First half, a goal from Rivier, his first Premier League goal. Mm-hmm. And from, as I remember it, uh, at, at first, everyone was basically saying, oh, well done. To be fair, for an out-of-form striker, that, oh, that was a well-taken goal. <laughs> yeah. And then we all saw the replay <laughs> and realised that it was, the, what, it was a fluky goal of, yeah. of goof proportions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
was uh, terrible. Kicked it yeah. against his own foot. So. Tim Krul, the only keeper to get an assist in the league this season. Oh, well. That's, that's something. Uh, yeah. Then, we, then we can, then that, we can rest that, easy. Yeah. <laughs> the long ball is finally working. <laughs> well, I thought we played okay in the first half, to be, to be fair. Like yeah. in the, the extended highlights that I've seen, I thought we played, or I couldn't get a stream. I thought we played okay. But I watched just, it all. We sorry. did play okay. Yeah, not but great. It was, it no, was no. very. Yeah. We were always brittle. You yeah. were just. We had too many chances in the first half where you just knew we had to have taken that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It always happens with us. If we don't take our chances, we get punished for it. So this is this is um, important to note because John Carver at halftime. Like, uh, sorry, after the, after the game, he said that the, the plan was always to bring on Papi Cissé at half-time. But we looked in control, so he didn't want to mess with things. And you, you're in control if you're two goals to the good and, you know, making chances. You're not in control if you're one goal to the good and making chances. Like, you know, like, unless you're fucking Chelsea. Like, Chelsea can be 1-0 and comfortable. Newcastle United cannot be 1-0 and in control. I understood the logic of it. It's like, well, we're ahead, so we do we need to bring on a striker mm. at half-time? But he did... It does imply that like, the plan was always to bring on Cissé after half-time, and then suddenly we got into this crazy situation where we were 1-0 up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they hadn't prepared. They hadn't prepared for <laughs> Hang on, this wasn't on the notes. But uh, as Paul says, like, so the the... The issue was that we weren't putting away the chances that we had. Who is our most efficient striker? Oh, well, definitely. Pappies. Right, so but if, if we're making chances and not putting them away, put on somebody who, like, bring on somebody who does put them away. Yeah. Uh, it's just he looked so short of match fitness when yeah. he came on, though. I think. But, like, an- another 15 minutes wouldn't have made that much of a difference. It wouldn't have made that much of a difference because of... You know how he turned out. But well, the, yeah. yeah, the plan. Yeah. If the plan was always to bring him on at half time, then yeah. his uh, fitness doesn't change as a result of what the score was at half time. Yeah. But having said that, I don't think bringing him on would have necessarily made much difference. No, I think we. I think Carver, in a way, is right. We were sort of in control at half time, and you, you would think it would be possible to go out and keep doing the same, but QPR just seemed to want the ball and we didn't which half. is yeah uh, I, I just I don't understand because it's, it's fine if you, you you're in control and um, you're bringing on like for like and you don't want to mess things around or you're going to change the system or whatever but we were improving the player that we were bringing mm. on so we were bringing on a better player so we're 1-0 up away from home if we get a point in this game we're safe pretty much um, why not just just Bring the fucking guy on. Like, I, I, I can't... There's, no, there's nobody been able to explain to me why he didn't bring him on. What I'm worried about is that at half-time, Carver was basically giving off the message as, like, we're in control, just take it easy, don't mm, do anything yeah. stupid, as if, like, like, as if we were Chelsea. Yeah. And we were the sort of team that could casually control a game. Mm. We're incapable of shutting up shot. Yeah. We're conceding yeah. easily over a goal a game. Yeah. yeah. And it just doesn't make sense to if that tactic doesn't work for you. Like so, um, Sherwood took over Aston Villa instead of them trying to grind out results as they had been trying to do under Lambert. He just says we don't have the skills for that. Let's just attack. And I, again, I don't think he's a great 
man, man, a, a, gr- a great manager, but he's certainly a good man manager, and he's got them scoring goals. Mm. And so you look at our side. Where's our best players? Probably attacking midfield and up front, and right yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Like, but there's we, no. We don't defend. So there's no element with us. We don't play to our strength. We play to our weaknesses. Yeah. We stick a midget up front and hoof yeah. it as high as we can. You watched Arsenal against Sunderland last night, and Sunderland did what they can do, which is set up with a 4-1-4 and just bodies on, in front of the ball, just throwing their bodies on the line. Like, that's because that's what they can do. But um, The two goals were pretty good. I mean, certainly... Like, well taken. F- yeah, certainly yeah. Fur's goal. Oh, yeah, that was a or beaut. Fair. Is it Fur, fur. or Fur? It's fur. 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 Uh, <laughs> ban Fur. Um, he... Uh, it was a a good strike, but again, like there's been in many cases this season, no pressure on him at mm. all. Like so much room, well, and it came from a another terrible Tim Krull clearance. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he has been dog shit second half yeah. of the season, yeah. if yeah. not all of it. Yeah, I would also say that the um, the like Phillips, the equaliser, um, it came because Sissoko just missed up their end and it was the counter-attack and Gutierrez was trying to to mark their right winger I can't remember who it was but um, he was trying and he's he's not he's never been a fullback. he's never been a fullback. so he was just pulled from pillar to post and then when the cross was put in I mean people are blaming Janmart but I, I don't agree with that I think that you stop the cross if you could, if you stop the cross then that's that's the that's the ball game they were quite good at it Analyzing that goal on match of the day, I thought yeah. they were just saying there's about three or four opportunities to stop that goal. Yeah, there. yeah. And if everyone does their job, mm. it doesn't happen. With one, but the cross isn't job, stopped. Yeah. Colagini, for some reason, was trying to play the offside trap yeah. rather than defend, which meant he'd left a gap that Janmark had to run into. So then it was just pretty shambolic. Yeah, and typical of how we're playing at the minute. Yeah. If only we had like an Italian international left back who could play there. <laughs> or a young promising Gutierrez. French centre half. Yeah. Um the the other goal, like um Furs and it was a uh, it was an absolute belter of a strike, like you say. But that that stemmed from in the centre of the park, Jack Colback and Sosoko tackled each other. <laughs> and it's and Ryan Taylor. Well, we moved on from the Ryan Taylor. At least we've moved on from the days of Kieran Dyer and Lee Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> um Ryan Taylor, yeah, again, wasn't strong in the tackle. But what does Mehdi Abid have to do to get in the starting eleven? Well, it was interesting. So, um, John Carver was asked about this by the local um, journalists. Mm. And uh, Lee Ryder um, put up on... He's the, one of the guys who writes for the Evening Chronicle. I think he's like the chief sports mm. editor or something like that. How he's got that job's a mystery. Um, he said, Another beef <laughs> of Dave Watson. <laughs> he's, he said that um, the... The the the, um, the idea about uh, Mehdi Abid, like the um, the idea that people have of him, is that he he wastes possession too much. So I looked up on the stats and saw like how what's his pass completion rate compared to the other players, and he's like compared to Ryan Taylor, he's got almost like I think I think it's something like sixty five percent to to like thirty five percent. It's it's like a big old difference yeah. between um, Mehdi Abid and Ryan Taylor, and Ryan Taylor's not offering us anything from dead ball, so I don't know how he's getting in the in the team other than he's got a good character. I Ooh. think a lot of it is Carver seems to be sticking with that idea of when the backs are against the wall, you need experience. Yeah. Which I think is how Gutierrez and Taylor are getting in. But mm. it's 
It's clearly not working. Experience no. of going down with Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. No. Yes, it was, uh, the goal was shambolic and symbolic of how we've been playing. And you're right to point out about Mediabid. I don't really, do we want to say much more about the game? I mean, it's just... Really. We, we, had a, we had a, bit... a bunch of chances and we were kind of unlucky, but it's just, yet again, it, it's not a lack of effort. It's not a lack of, it's just, not, we haven't been coached and George Colkin yeah. said it. Um, he said that for as long as he can remember, Newcastle, the, the backroom staff, they don't coach the players. They just train them. So the players are physically fit, but they're not learning anything. They're not improving as footballers. They're not, this just doesn't seem to be a plan. And that's why we're losing the games. On a similar point, who, can you think of any player in the last sort of three or four years that we've improved I can yeah, think of plenty that this, we've made a profit on, but I can't think of we've any. We've had either. this discussion before. Because um, didn't we say that it wasn't that they've improved, it's just that we allowed them a platform to show that they're of a better mm. standard than the team that we bought them from? Yeah, in, I in would the case say. Of like Kabai and Debushi. Yeah. I'd say we've gone through. A, uh, we've certainly went through a phase where we bought players who, upon arrival, looked pretty decent mm. and then have uh, dropped off. Kufran's a decent example. He was a he was an all right backup striker, and now he's. And there were moments where he was quite um, quite popular with the fans, yep. like you say, yeah. a backup striker. Really, he was never going to be the star of a team, but mm. um, but then you've got I there were moments when you could maybe say did Kabai improve? I wouldn't a say. Bit. That he, well, again, I think when it, he left us, I mean, he wasn't the he wasn't the best he had been no, the whole yeah, time. No. But there was. And I think I think because we're having to go. Was he? Did he? Maybe. Yeah, there's no. It's obvious that he. Well. Yeah. We haven't. We're not. We don't. We just don't improve him because well, of the backroom I, staff. As I've said before, that's one of the reasons why I think John Carver bears a lot of long-term blame. For, yeah. For what's happening. Yeah. Um, speaking of John Carver, some amazing quotes from him, as per fucking usual, um, this week. Uh, so there was a bit of a situation uh, in the dressing room this week. He said, uh, we had a meeting with the players yesterday and brought staff into the meeting. Many of their workmates lost their job when the club was relegated in 2009. I said straight out, if anybody doesn't fancy it, if anyone wants to backbite, whatever the fuck that means, if anybody wants to be negative, there's the door. Steve Stone opened the door and I told them to leave the room. I told them I was ready for a fight and a challenge and not one person got up and left. Brilliant. <laughs> Would the kiddie fiddlers in the room please stand up? <laughs> yeah. Fucking can, you imagine, can you imagine the player who went, um, I guess I'm both. I am not up for this fight. <laughs> Really up for it, John. Steve, can you get, hold the door, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Who would be God. the most likely player to have actually gone? Yeah, I think I'll leave it. I think Obertan. Obertan. Sissoko. Sissoko. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I think he's sort of woken up a little bit the last couple of games. Sissoko. He's not been playing amazing, but there's a little bit of a like. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. He is the fastest player in the league this season. He is amazing. He's been clocked at the highest speed. Most often. 
No, just, just the, the, the top speed. <coughs> Capable of... Because yeah. is that just following his decline down the, the table? Because uh, oh, right, okay. that was quick. No? Oh, I see. You mean his... But yeah, early in the, the season... The speed of his drop-off in... Actually, I think place. halfway through the season, topping that league of fastest speed recorded was genuinely Phil Jagielka. So I don't know what it actually tells you about speed. Yeah, I always remember when, like, years ago, everyone always used to point out Gary Pallister was the quickest player in the Premiership in the early 90s. Didn't help oh, him, did it? No. Well, <laughs> well, it helped him win a lot more medals than any Newcastle player. Um, okay, so uh, what else? What else have we got? Um, there's a, Of course, Arsenal are no longer... Um, in the fight, they, contrary to Dave's predictions... What are you talking about? Uh, in the fight for what? Sorry, Sunderland are no longer in the fight because Jesus. they yeah. got themselves a point away think, at Arsenal, which Dave just didn't think was possible, you know. I think, well, did anybody? Yes, yeah. me! <laughs> I like that you your, go back? your insistence on the form guide, like, being true with every game apart from ours... Every week, <laughs> it's quite worrying. No, I, I just, yeah, just I. You look at the teams that they've. They, I mean, last night I watched the game and they were so lucky again. Like the woodwork being hit, the the balls, the oh, just unbelievable amounts of luck. I don't begrudge them it because you make your own luck and they work damn hard. Table doesn't lie. Table doesn't lie, but. If we'd drawn with them once, we'd be up. They'd be more in trouble. True. And that's, that's all. It's margins of, tiny little margins of, ever, of, of error. Yeah. yeah I and mean, if, I think the, the key point there is we didn't. No. <laughs> but yeah, I just yeah. mean that for all everybody's going, Dave was wrong, Dave was wrong, Dave was wrong. I think, yeah. But I was almost right. <laughs> Well, um, uh, fuck. But going back to the original point, you were wrong. Yeah. So, um, Brills. So it's, it's between us and Hull. Should we get down to that? Sure. Hull have to win. They have to, there's no other way for them to stay up. They have to beat Man U right. at the KC Stadium. Dave, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm very hesitant, hesitant to allow you to make any predictions on what yeah. Hull are yeah, going to do. Yeah, I've been told by basically everybody I'm not allowed Could you to. just write one down and put it in an envelope <laughs> we can open it next week? Happily. I'll uh, happily make a prediction and, and not I'll tell say anybody. It. I mean, I'll say, I am convinced that we will not beat West Ham. And yeah. I am convinced yeah. that Hull will beat Man United. I've just... Man United now have nothing to fight for which I know goes against my theory that when you've got nothing to fight for, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if you saw the Louis Gap Van Gaal at the Man United yes. <laughs> uh, Awards dinner. I mean, that was clearly one big piss-up, and that is not a club mm. that is focused on yeah. the next game. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it would be interesting to see what their lineup is, because It'll be it kids. is... Well, it, will it... Be, that would be... That would be pretty... Considering it's really important for other clubs, that would be pretty frowned upon, wouldn't it? Well, they, I mean, the team that they... they who was captain for a Man U in the last game? Smalling, wasn't it? I couldn't tell you. I'm fairly certain. Like, 
it'll be they'll be able to say that uh, the reason that we're playing these players is because somebody's picked up a knock or whatever. It'll be kids. It'll be the you'll see Smalling and Blackett and was it Tyler Blackett and yeah. It won't be mm. like Rudy will be on the bench and yada yada yada. Yeah. However, and I, I'm going to submit this without comment. Hull have lost the last three. Right, I'm just submitting without comment. They failed to score 16 times. They have to win to survive, and they're playing Man U. All I'm going to say. Man U as well. In the last two seasons, on the final day, when they've had nothing to play for, I think it was a one-all draw last season, and the one before Ferguson's last game was five-all with West Brom. So, so that suggests it could be anything. Yeah, although they were both draws. That's. It could be pretty... Well, it's good to know that they can still... Because a draw would be enough for us. Yeah. But he, like, I, I'm with Fergus in a way. I, I can see Hull winning. I think we ha- we're going to have to win. If Hull win and we draw, that's not enough for us. Okay. And, it, and again, I'm going to... Let me s- just make sure, because we got something <coughs> wrong last week. No, no goal difference-wise, it's definitely, definitely not possible. We've got 36 points. They've got 34. Yeah, that's true. Hull okay. have to win. But Seven if Hull more. win, yeah. we have to win. Correct. Yeah, that is exactly right. And I'm going to submit these without comment. I'm not going to make a prediction. West Ham are without an away win in their last 11. West Ham have played 16, won twice, drawn five times, lost nine in the last 16. They've scored nine, they've conceded 24. West Ham have scored once in the last five away games. Again, submitted without comment, wow. no predictions, a last prediction thing you need zone. to prepare yourself for Before the barrage of shit you're going to get next week. I'm not Dave. saying anything. I'm not, I'm, all I'm, I've just laid out facts. I've not said that we're going to win, draw, lose, anything. I've literally just said these are the form. How this long has form. Chris Ramsey been in the QPR job? God. It's been quite a while, and mm. last weekend was his first home win. And it was okay. against Hang us. On, like, you, you guys have been having a go at me for saying, like, you can't... Like, the form points to this, the form points to this, the form points to this. And then when the form didn't point to that. So the, to, no, the form, by your, by the your form measure, in by every measure, respect by your points measure, to us losing. Chris Ramsey hadn't won at a, a single game at home. So the form would suggest he wouldn't. But the form Well, no, would because suggest- the form, you take both sides into account. And our yeah. form is so terrible. Well, their form was equally bad. Well, it's not. No form is equally as equally no, 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 bad as ours. No, no, no. But you know what? It, well, yeah. with that, that is the fundamental <laughs> fact at the core of every single conversation. So, so on one so of our predictions form, for our results. Their form was was also awful, and they hadn't won at home. So you can't you can't have it both right. ways before. Well, we'll find out. You know what I mean. We, we will find out. I'm. Um, I've made a decision not to watch. Really? Really? Well, I was, offered, um, I was offered the chance to play cricket, which I do. And I just thought, I've seen us relegated before. I no, was... there's nothing. I can't see myself enjoying this in any way. I, I'm not, as in, there's nothing to celebrate if we don't get relegated, as far as I'm concerned. It's like when you take a pet to be put down, though. There's a sort of loyalty thing where you, you feel like you sort there. of have to see it through. I got offered a ticket to the Palace game at the weekend. I was tempted to go along, but just thought, kind of feel like I should see it. Yeah. Yeah, just, I, there's no way I couldn't watch it. Yeah. I just, 
I'd, I'd need to see. I'd need to know who specifically, like which order to blame. So Ashley first, then Carver. Who's next? Is it Colaccini for being gutless for the past half a season? Is it Sissoko? Is it blah, 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 blah? Or is it, um, I don't know, Ryan Taylor because the ball went in off him? And, you know, well, I will watch the highlights, that's for sure. <laughs> and I will watch uh, the recriminations. I'll tell you what's going to be really interesting is um, what uh, the response is going to be once the final whistle blows, because there's a lot of talk about protests. There's a sit-in. Yeah. The, like, yes. Hashtag Occupy SJP. Occupy, right. So, uh, yeah, I wonder if they'll end up like the Occupy movement in New York <laughs> or London. What, just, just there for just, a little, just there for weeks. Yeah. Just, just a, re- a really different type of people, <laughs> I would suggest, to yeah. that Occupy movement. So, um, <laughs> it was interesting, because are, are the players going to think, oh, they're... They're waiting for a lap of honour. That's well, nice. they're not allowed. They're not allowed on social media or encouraged not to by John Carver. Yeah. Which this is what fucks me off about his stuff this week. So he's like, I don't want to put. I don't want the players going on social media. I don't want to put that pressure on them. But then he said, like, he brought loads of staff in to show all the players <laughs> yeah. who would be sacked if they go down. <laughs> That's, that's did he, much did he, more Did he pressure. actually do that? Yeah, he said he brought loads of staff into the team meet. The one where Steve Stone was holding the door open for <laughs> yeah. everyone. He brought in a puppy. Yeah. And, said, <laughs> and held a gun to its head. <laughs> it's like, they don't need any more pressure going into this. But these people's children might starve. Beryl's been a tea know. lady here for 25 years. <laughs> It's amazing. I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, but so the so the idea is basically just at the at the final whistle, everybody's going to stay sat seated, singing songs, blah blah blah. And like, regardless of the result, I think yes, if yeah. if we if we lose and Hull win, which is the only permutation where we go down, if that happens, then I wouldn't put money. Uh, I wouldn't bet against there being a big old pitch invasion. Or if we and draw and Hull nice win. one. Sorry. So if we draw and Hull win, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, as well. So um, the talk is for there not to be any protests during the game. Sorry, hang on a second. No, because if if Hull win, they're on thirty-seven points. If we draw, we're on thirty-seven. We're on thirty-seven. Oh, with our goal difference, is much worse. We've been through this. So the talk is for to have no protests during the game to actually support the team, mm. and yeah. I think on this of all days that seems appropriate yeah. Yeah. to get behind them during the game. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens mm. post kickoff, uh, post the final whistle. Um, I think when you were saying about there not really being anything to celebrate, I agree with that. I think if we win nine nil, it still won't feel good. In yeah. Anyway, no. no well, it's it's it, somebody was asking, um, should you really celebrate staying up? And like anybody, should anybody celebrate staying up? Because you're still saying we were the the best of the shit. I think certain. I think you have I think to, certain you have to clubs yeah. certainly should, and there will be other times in uh, our lifetime as a football mm. club. Then that would be something worthwhile celebrating. Yeah, yeah. but. I think the less, way things are yeah. at the moment, the way we've completely shot ourselves in the foot, in the face repeatedly, <laughs> um, there's nothing 
to celebrate. I think you'd be celebrating it the way you'd celebrate sort of the all clear at a sexual health clinic. It's not really sort of running <laughs> what, around. What screaming. by going out and fucking someone? Yes. <laughs> oh, have you seen the new kit? Yeah. Oh, it looks so cheap. It's, oh, it's well, horrible. It's, there's no stripes on the back. I know. It's white on the back. It's so The Wonga colours, basically, on the back. Yeah, and but have you seen we've got the wrong logo? The wrong, lo- the wrong logo, because obviously Sports Direct have bought like a, a truckload of this, um, of this thing first, and then Wonga have changed the logo, so all of these strips have got the out-of-date logo on it. Not it's only ridiculous. are we advertising just the scum of the earth, yeah. but we're not even doing it accurately. No. I bet you we still... Or they still. Hey, the engineers left. Can we fuck around with stuff? <laughs> I don't think we should. And um, there's, there's interesting. There's a. I, bet, I was just going to say. I bet we still sell a shed load of them. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, there's an alternative though, which is being um, promoted uh, by um, Ashley Out and a few of the others. Um, it's at Magpie Brand, and it's an alternative shirt. And people are saying right. that it's going to be sold at cost price, um, and that. They wanted to get into, in, into bed with like the Sir Bobby Robson Foundation, but unfortunately, um, the Sir Bobby Robson Foundation—it's—they do actually get a lot of help from from NUFC, so they don't—they oh, don't want to affect that. But yeah, there's there's going to be a new shirt uh, released that um, it's—I think it's like twenty-five quid, so it's sold at cost. It's a—it's you know—it's a much better idea. If that you sounds want, like if a you good idea. Wear, well, yeah, if you want to wear colours, remind remind me what it's called at. Magpie brand. Okay. Look out for that. Yeah. Um, we don't have a great deal of time left. So, um, in the upcoming game, mm-hmm. great news, Mike Williamson is available again. Thank God. <laughs> what so, a relief. I swear to God, I, I will not know what to do with myself if there's a long ball to the, the back stick at a corner and Mike Williamson scores. <laughs> I, w- I, I won't know whether that to celebrate be, that or not. would be incredible yeah. um, I think he'll start as well I think he probably will I think yeah. our lack of a left back yeah. it'll need uh, dumb yeah, yeah, left yeah. back for fuck's sake so um, uh, it's also the last uh, CMDR might be in the squad so that's good mm-hmm. Aaron's will be in the squad okay. yeah. Aaron's mm-hmm. will be in the squad Aaron's will be in the squad that's good Um it might well be the last game for Jonas and, mm-hmm. and Sammy Amiobi. Ryan Taylor. Ryan Taylor. Yeah. It probably should be. Probably should be for all three. I think you're right. I mean, I think if we go down, I think Sammy might stay. Yeah, possible. I see it. But uh, to be honest, if, if we go down, Sammy's the kind of uh, player that people will be interested in him. So he, like... Why would why would he play in the championship if I don't know Leicester say that they fancy oh, taking I'd a punt? Be surprised if a, yeah it may, if a I, Premier League club went for him then yeah I'm sure he'd or go. like Bournemouth or Middlesbrough because he was at Middlesbrough and he, he did okay for mm. Borough so yeah okay um, so I mean should we do predictions is that just too dangerous I've got a I've got another tweet from uh, someone. Suggesting that we need to stop predicting one-one. Yeah, Adam yeah. Adam Duda, could you guys please predict something other than one-one this week? Seems like a jinx when you do. Okay, fair that's enough. fair I'm, enough. I'm and I'm happy to not predict 
one one. Although in the past, when you've not predicted one one, it ends That's up what being happened. one one, and that might not be enough. It might not be enough. Well, I'm going to predict what I actually happen to think, okay. and that is that we will lose one nil, exactly like we did against Villa in 2009. With a deflected goal, or yeah, Kevin Nolan with. Yeah. Um, I think if we With go Riviere kicking the ball into his own <laughs> foot, <laughs> I could see it being like that Villa game where if we do go down, we won't go down fighting. Yeah, I can so see. It. I just feel mm. like it's going to be exactly the same, and that's why I am going to play shit cricket. Um, that is a reference to the fact that I'm a shit cricketer, but you wouldn't know that. So, uh, do you want to predict? Dave? No, I've been. I've been. I know you've been. Ab- no, I know you've no. been admonished, but yeah. I want you to predict, and then. Uh, no, just... I reckon that we'll we'll lose two nil. Is that your honest? Yeah, honestly, two nil. Okay. I genuinely think we're going to lose, but I'm not going to make a prediction about the other game. Okay. I think cool. we'll lose. Yeah. I'm going to say two one. Okay. And what do we think? Um. Well, you don't want to make a prediction on the whole Man U game, but your thoughts have been made clear. Yeah. Paul? I... Oh, I think with five minutes to go, it will be a draw. That's... Yeah, fair enough. Beyond but hang on, like, but <laughs> And then it could go either way. I feel like Hull are going to win 2-1. Anyway, so I guess adding it up... We, uh, last week I did the percentages, yeah. right? Um. From what I remember, Dave, you were 75% sure we were going to be safe. Yeah. Paul, you were 51% sure we were going to be safe. Mm-hmm. I was 60% sure we were going to be safe. Mm-hmm. I will now say that I am um, 35% sure that we're going to be safe. Paul. I'm going to say 49. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> A 2% differential. Um... Like fifty-eight percent sure we'll be safe. Forever the most optimistic <laughs> of the gang. And good for you, Dave. Keep never to change. So um, that brings us to the end, I guess. Yeah? yeah. Is there anything else that desperately needs to be addressed? No, I was just gonna. There was a quote that I wanted to read out. Go on, is, um, go on, Dave. I fully accept that mistakes were made during this and previous seasons, and I am very sorry about that. That's John Carver, is it? No, that was Mike Ashley on the 26th of May, 2009. Right, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, onwards and upwards. (laughs) On the Ashley point as well, all the crowd unrest there's been in support of unrest recently could have largely been stopped by just a statement from him at least showing some intent of what will happen in the summer. I disagree, because I think statements have been... Like that, I've been made before, and have concrete assurances been made before? Mm. Though, no, but I think there would be far too much cynicism yeah. about but any statement at this stage. I think it sort of points to the case that even if we stay up, we're still a zombie club. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. It's, I'm not sure how much. But I honestly think that the, the statement that we're to anticipate will be dictated by whether we stay up or not. If we mm. go down, it'll be root and branch changes and we're going to change everything and we're going to concentrate on the youth and blah, blah. If we if we stay up, it'll be we're bringing in a new head coach and he's going to bring in the new staff and blah, blah, blah. And it'll be... So they're not going to make a... So um, 
Paul, I do hope that whatever happens, you do watch next season because I mean, I will watch. We, we'd like you to stay on board with the Newcastle <laughs> Natter. We're going to offer you a new contract. I just don't want to fund that club. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, watch on live it's, feeds. Yeah. Um, so uh, next week we will have a final show, uh, a review of the season show. <laughs> do we now, get to wear our own clothes? Yeah, we're all going to get to. We won't have to wear the standard uniform anymore. We can wear it's our own nice clothes. Uniform. We'll bring in games, <laughs> um, because I mean, you all know it. It's it's likely to be a very depressing. I mean, we've sort of every every show for the last three months has sort of been a review of the season. So on the last show, I think we should try and do some things to make it fun as well. We'll come up with something. Send us uh, any thoughts at Newcastle Natter for what we could do, what we could discuss that is perhaps... We could book the Venger Boys. <laughs> send us, send us Venger a Boys. theme tune so that we can have a theme tune because we, we need a theme tune. Like, like we, Newcastle release a new home kit on the last game of the season and they show the new home kit on the last game of the season. It'd be nice to, to, to end. With to do a, with, something yeah. equally cheap. <laughs> equally cheap and okay, shit. The theme tune will be the funeral march. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, please um, follow us at Newcastle Natter. Get in touch. Give us some ideas for the last show. We've already done a best ever Newcastle United 11, well, Premiership era, and we've done our worst <laughs> Premiership, Premiership era. Yeah. Perhaps there's another 11 we could do. I do our end-of-season awards. End-of-season awards. Great idea. Let's do that. Okay, so um, uh, rate us uh, in the app thingy, you know. <laughs> On the, you know, right. He's like a laser. This guy. <laughs> yeah, it's so Precision. professional. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your friends, spread the word about the Newcastle Nutter, and uh, we will uh, see you next week. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Fergus. Thank you, Fergus. Bye. Bye. This has been a Playback Media production. For all our other podcasts, go to playbackmedia.co.uk. Podcast Network.